you don't do this, then you're going to hell. If you don't do this, God doesn't like you. He would strike you right yeah, now. I, and it's like they make God out to be this, this evil mean person, person yeah. that's when he's really not. Yeah, and he's not. What's up, what's up, what's up? I'm Kaja. And I'm Nate. And you're listening to? Keep it rolling. Mm. Yeah. I just hate when we be like, keep it rolling. I feel like it's kind of corny. I feel like we should be like, and you're listening to? Keep it rolling. And then we keep it rolling to the topic. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we're going to keep it rolling to the topic for today. Today's topic is, (laughs) but anyway, yep. Today's topic is raising Christian children in a world that may not align with your beliefs, Hmm. or raising Christian children in a world that's against it. So, what are your initial thoughts when you hear that topic? Um, just think about uh, basically. Trying, okay, yeah, trying to come up in our beliefs, you know, our beliefs is uh, to follow Jesus Christ and to follow his ways, you know, always try to, uh, how you, how you, what's that, I guess the list of uh, Beatitudes or whatever it is, you know, the the regular list, you know, you know, be kind to one another, basically the one rule when he came back and he made love, love your neighbor as you would love yourself, you try to teach, uh, try to teach your kids that and then when you have your kids going out into the world, you have other kids. Uh, that can influence them. Yeah, that can influence yeah. them the wrong way, you know, um, dropping F-bombs. I mean, as kids, why why would you be using profanity? Yeah. You know, dropping F-bombs wherever, having other kids being mean, pushing people down, and uh, having other kids. Just, you know, just that. Why are you you can see that <laughs> I can hear you saying that. Anyway, yeah. So let's start off by saying, what is our religion? I don't have no religion. I don't believe it. I don't like the religion thing because religion. Uh, well, growing up in our beliefs now and learning more about it, you you learn that not because people say this, but religion is like to categorize people and put them in different places. And I don't want to be categorized at that. I just want to, I just want people to know that I follow one person or I follow, I have a, I follow one person. It's Jesus Christ, you know? And uh, that's what I want people to know. I don't want them to be like, uh, when you say religion, would, okay. When I say follow, I didn't want to confuse, but okay, I follow God and I, and he sent his son down when I follow his I follow Jesus Christ, and He sent His Son. They are the Holy God Trinity. It's, and you believe in Jesus? Yeah. And yeah. when I say one person, you know, I'm, yeah, but just I'm directing that as that. Yeah. Else. So, so, okay, let's take it back. Rewind. Yeah. So, um, I don't like the religion thing. I just want to know. I just want. Uh, no, I'm trying to bridle there, whatever, but. I just follow God, and I follow the fact that He sent His Son down to die for our sins, and I follow Jesus. So, that's that's it. what is religion, by the way. Religion is like a 
Let me look up the definition. Okay, religion is the belief in and worship of a super, superhuman power or powers, especially in a god. What? Yeah. So it's the belief. I remember talking about this to someone before because I was like, I remember hearing people like Kirk Franklin say, I don't believe in religion. I'm not religious. Or I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Which, if you look at the definition of religion, it's to believe and worship a God. So it's not what we believe. We think that religion is just like the separation of people. When I say I don't believe in the religious stuff, I yeah, that's what I meant to say. When the fact that how people separated in in different groups and especially like how they go down to Catholic, Baptist, and yeah, and so that's that denominations of, actually. Yeah. I don't I don't follow the denominations foolishness. I don't like it. Doesn't matter which mm-hmm. one, as long as you follow Jesus Christ, that's where you you, you go to heaven. And it doesn't he, he didn't say okay, I'm gonna take all the Pentecostals or I'm gonna take all the Baptist people to heaven, you know. No, we, that that don't. It's crazy, and that's where I stand. What about you? Where you stand on this? I identify as a Christian. <laughs> I don't identify. I was raised in the Baptist church, but on Judgment Day, God is not going to say, "Were you Baptist? <laughs> Did you go to the Baptist church?" Yeah. He is going to want to know if I believe in God and if I believe that he sent his son to die for my sins. And I do believe in that. Mm-hmm. I do believe wholeheartedly in that. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that anyone can say to change my beliefs on that. Yeah. So I would say that I am a Christian. And a Christian is someone who aspires to be Christ-like. And that's what I aspire to do. Mm-hmm. Well. So that is my belief. And we are raising our children to be Christians Mm -hmm. in a world that doesn't like that. So we are going to, if you are watching this, if you've watched this far, then it's safe to assume that you are doing the same. (laughs) You know, because because you know, a lot of people don't stand for it and be like, well, I'm not going to because you know i don't believe in the christian thing and i yeah i'm a belief and uh, we're not we're not trying to appeal to everyone people who who don't agree to it you know we're not trying to like get you to come to that side you know i mean honestly okay. i'm not yeah because really I, that's not i don't that's not so, our purpose of this video yeah. okay if you are interested in wanting to know how to continue to raise your children to be Christian-like in a world that is against it, then it's safe to assume that that's the reason why you're still watching. Mm-hmm. But our purpose is not to try to argue all of the yeah try to argue yeah. things that people come back and say like they don't believe in Christianity, because they don't believe in God. And do. We're not gonna do that. Yeah, we're in not. This yeah, episode. we're not. Because we're definitely not. Yeah. Like, Don't argue with people with that. Yeah. If you actually read the Bible and study it, the Bible, like, you, if you have, if you don't believe in something, if someone yeah. says that they don't believe Abraham Lincoln existed, they can literally read the history books, and no matter what they read, if they believe that he didn't exist, then they're going to continue to believe that. So we're not going down the rabbit hole of 
why the Bible is true, okay? So if y'all believe that the Bible is true, we believe the Bible is true too, and we are sisters and brothers in Christ. So now we will continue the episode. Step one is to teach them the foundation. Mm -hmm. So start by teaching your children the core values and beliefs of Christianity. Help them understand the importance of faith, love, forgiveness, and kindness. So what were your thoughts on those? On that well, you go first. first. Yeah, I'm okay. going to go yeah, first on the second one. Yeah. Okay. So my thoughts on that is that Satan likes to deceive children. Mm-hmm. If you look at everything that's going on in the world, it's always they targeted. attack children yep, first. Targeted towards children. Yes, because he thrives in the unknown. If someone knew doesn't like these children are just new new beings in this world that they don't know anything about so if he can get to your child first and teach them something before you're able to teach them Mm -hmm. the child is going to believe what they learn first you know and well and not just to elaborate on that more too it's not just because of that mainly it's because when you when he attacked the generation of children Think about it. Those generation grows up and how other children and if you could get you can instill it into those children right there, then and you successful in instilling it to all those children, that's a whole generation you didn't mess with. Yeah. And then there's more generations to come you didn't so that's exactly what he's targeting to. Mm-hmm. Not just the fact that they're and that is a good point right there too. They don't know anything and it's always good to get a, a kid because they're gullible to everything. And always get, oh yeah yeah for them they're gullible yeah. everything so I mean, they're it's, impressionable yeah like you can literally they trust adults they do. children are, they trust yeah, adults they so do. if we come to them acting a certain way that's why you can look at a child and see what they come from pretty much like if you see a five year old and yeah. how they're acting they got you know it. that they, got, they got, it got it from, from their from, parents. Yeah. Or someone, or in their someone who they hang around a lot. Yeah, or, who know, they're around a lot. Yeah, who impressed them, like you said, impressionable. They're so impressionable, yes. Because they're basically, it, it, nothing wrong with that. That's how they learn. But they're basically copycats all the way from, yes. from what, baby month. And yeah. they're copying all the way up until they get to who they are and learn how to be themselves and not to, I guess, follow everything they see. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, because again, like I said, they're new. They're new beings. So they're being born into a world they know nothing about. Nothing about. They didn't ask to be here. They're mm-hmm. just here and they're like placed here. Yeah. And they have to figure it out. So yep. by figuring it out, they look at us. Mm-hmm. They look at the adults. Copy every moment. One reason why some people have um, questions about their faith is because what drew them into the faith, well, into the religion in the first place was fear. And a lot of people put Mm -hmm. that, put fear, they instill fear into you. And they're like, if you don't do this, then you're going to hell. If you don't do this, God doesn't like you. He would strike you right now. And it's like they make God out to be this this evil person. person When he's really not. Yeah, and he's not. And we make sure we don't do that to our kids. We let them know that God loves them. We do not instill fear at Mm. all. If anything, we let them know that God did not create the spirit of fear. And we recite Bible verses with them so they know what to use when fear does come up in situations. Mm-hmm. We also let them know that forgiving 
is the door to freedom. So if someone does something wrong to you, it's easy. It's better to forgive them because God forgives us for everything that we do, every mm-hmm. bad thing that we do. He forgives us. So we teach them that forgiving is the freedom. It's, yeah. it's the door to freedom. And that if someone does wrong to you, that just because you forgive them don't mean you have to go back to them yeah. and allow them to be treating you a certain way. I was way. just going to elaborate on that, too, because a lot of parents or a lot of parents, I mean, parents themselves, not just their kids. A lot of people just don't understand how to forgive people. Yeah. And and that's a major thing right there because a lot of people be wondering why they're feeling this way and all that stuff. It's because you hold a grudge in your heart against someone when you should be forgiving them. And a lot of people, it, if you look at it, I mean, certain things I think are really childish. You know, you'd be like, oh, I ain't forgive him because he said this about me and I know that's not true. I mean, I understand at, at a certain level, you know, it can be frustrating, but at some point it just becomes like immature and childish, like just move on. And just because you forgive a person, like she said, doesn't mean you have to hang with the person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean the person needs to be around you. It can be a family member. It can be a brother or sister that close. But if they've done something to you and you know, it was something major and you feel like it was disrespectful and you felt like they haven't, they haven't apologized for it and everything, you can be the bigger person, forgive them. And if it's something you know that's going to keep coming up, just distance yourself from that person because mm-hmm. you don't need to have them in your life for you to be successful or for you to have a better life. Just forgive them and move on. It's easier said than done. but It is. It's definitely easier said than done. Is. I know it was um, a couple years ago when I went on this journey of forgiving people, it was... so weird sneaking candy anyway (laughs) when i went on this journey of forgiving people it was hard i remember asking my cousin how do you forgive people because it's easy to say forgive them but it's harder (laughs) to actually know how to forgive somebody yeah i think that's something that you actually have to go and pray about Mm -hmm. truly ask god because he's the only one who can actually help you Forgive people because mm-hmm. it's so easy. Like sometimes we may be looking for an apology and you may never get that apology. How do you forgive someone when you don't get an apology or yeah. they don't ever even acknowledge that they were wrong? You know, how do you forgive someone in that situation? So what I've come to find out is that you have to look at them as humans. Mm-hmm. You have to look at them like God looks at us. God looks at us. He knows that we are not perfect. No, we not. make mistakes from All the, the moment we open our eyes in the morning. <laughs> we make mistakes, but yeah. he still loves us. Yep. He looks past those mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the answer to forgiving, forgiving people. And that's that's what we're teaching our kids. Yep, forgiveness. Yeah. So if you master forgiveness, you just unlock the new level to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah that's is deep we should do an episode on On forgiveness forgiving people yeah 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 so yeah um another thing about teaching them on the same level of teaching them the foundations of christianity is we're open and honest to our children Uh, a lot of times when it comes to religion or talking about god a lot of things are hid from kids it's made out to be this fairy tale you know, everybody's good. 
you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> As long as you pray, the devil won't mess with you, which is not true. It's not not true. And we're completely open and honest with our kids. If they have questions, we let them know. We don't sugarcoat anything. We let them know the truth because we want the truth to come from us versus coming from someone else. And that's another thing that the devil likes to, he likes to manipulate. He likes to manipulate the truth. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what he, man, I should have wrote that down. He, He likes to manipulate the truth. If your kids don't know the truth, he will come in and like try and tell them, make them think it's the truth. Uh-huh. Or if they do know the truth, he'll come in and twist it, just yeah. like he did to Eve in the garden. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go before oh, I yeah. get started. Well, yeah, he sure did. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, let's move on to the next topic. Because, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because. <laughs> um, so that brings us right to the next. Uh, the next part is yep. encouraging conversation. open conversations. Uh-huh. So yeah, we create a safe space for your for our kids to ask questions. Yeah. Engage in open and honest conversations about their faith, addressing any concerns that may have that they may have about the world around them. Uh-huh. Did you have anything to say about that? Because I was just basically create uh, trust, like what you said. Basically, allow them to. Us parents need to allow our kids to come to us and tell us things without trying to yell at them yeah. or punish them for certain things they say. You know, like the other day you asked Honesty, uh, Honesty came to you and she felt comfortable to come to you and tell you, someone said a bad word in my class because we don't yeah. allow them to say curses in that class. And then you said, right, can we you did. explain that? So she was like, someone got in trouble today at school. I was like, really? What happened? And she was like, he cussed, at, he said a bad word to the teacher. I was like, well, what did he say? And we don't cuss in our household. Mm-mm. We don't cuss to them. They don't cuss, you know. But she was not afraid to tell me because I asked her. So we make it where it's comfortable. We have a comfortable space. We don't, we don't. What the kids say? I'm pretty sure they want to know what that kid say. <laughs> what that kid say? <laughs> The kids said, holy, stupid, S-H. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. Wow. And she but like, she said, yeah. she fully was, said it. Yeah. yeah, she said it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's not good at all. And she's like, yeah, I know. And the teacher told him that's not good either. And I was like, well, don't you say that, okay? And well, she was like, yeah, I won't. I promise. Well, and we yeah. don't do any of that. We don't put fear into our kids. Yeah. They just know that they learn from us. We don't cuss. We don't cuss around them if we were oh, to yeah, cuss. Them. I mean, hey, <laughs> we don't we're cuss not around perfect. Them. We try, we try yeah, not to try to keep a healthy slip, life. Yep. But we but, don't do that around them. And the reason why I brought that conversation up was the fact that I was going to say people might be like, oh, that ain't nothing major at all. Yeah, but it starts small. If your kid can come to you with the smallest things, then they start to come with you with the larger things. If they yeah. can't come to you with the smallest things, you think they're going to come with you? come to you with something bigger than that no and the fact that she had actually dropped the curse word in that and was not scared to tell us that i mean mm. it's not like she goes around just dropping it all over the town of course we tell her that's not a good word to say but at that moment you ask her what did the kid say yeah. and she was able to say it i'm definitely putting this in there <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm gonna say if you didn't create that, you didn't create that safe space for her to talk. You know, she would know. 
she probably would have been scared to let you know. Yeah. And like I said, it starts small and gets bigger. She become a teenager. Hopefully, I mean, this is not a guaranteed way, but hopefully we keep this open, open communication where she still feels safe to tell us what's going on at school and all, yeah. the, all the stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, when we engage the open and honest conversations, we let them know that God is real and we don't leave any space for doubt because everything around us points to the certainty that God exists. Mm-hmm. So whether it's outside, whether it's in the house, like we have a little, I was going to say four-year-old, she's five now, but when she was three and four, she even like would have questions. She would be like, well, how did people know how to build a house? Mm-hmm. And I would let them know that God gave them the knowledge to and capabilities mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And they know that they know where our strength comes from. They know all of that. And I think that nature, when you're out there gardening, oh my goodness, no, no, that no, really no, shows. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that really shows who God is. Like there is, there is a God, because you're out there gardening, and then you got the pollinators. You got, dude, you have everything. You have the wind. You have Uh everything that works Uh in your favor Uh to bring forth food, to bring forth a harvest. On your side, you need to do yourself like that. Put a bloating bar. No, listen, Uh like this is for real. So like in nature, everything connects. Everything does. Even like how um, our kids are, well, we have a younger one that's, kind of scared of everything yeah and when she sees spiders which i used to be scared of spiders i'm not scared of them well i'm scared of them if they're in the house but if not if they in the garden i'm not scared of them because they're they're working in my favor they're getting rid of all the bad bugs that's trying to take over my plants you know please put the load loading bar Matt, this is serious <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so please. anyway my point is the fact that Everything around us points to the certainty of God. Mm-hmm. And it does. in gardening, when I show them that, they're like, wow, like this stuff didn't just come about. Mm-mm. You know, like we didn't make no, we'll just go into that in another episode. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Because we got carried away. Oh, so, anyway, on the open conversations, section what were your thoughts what notes did you write down i i told you what i wrote down to create a safe place and i was explaining it oh. and you got carried away with your garden stuff <laughs> let's go to the next time. all right so another thing i wrote down was that the bible is the answer key and it's okay to have questions um i know a lot of us were raised with the idea that you don't question god you know and there's a lot that that can go into that now i'm not saying for you for it for it to be okay with your if you're trying to um tempt god or say you know if you're real you do this like no i'm not saying that what i'm saying is if you have questions about god about who god is or about why things happen the way it happened it's okay and God knew we were going to have questions. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why he provided us with the Bible. Because some people want to say that the Bible 
doesn't have everything in it, but you cannot say that if you haven't read it yourself. You actually need to read it and study it because yeah, there's more. Yeah, a lot of people just be listening to what other people say. It's about so it. much in there, so yeah, much in there. It's, like it's a lot. We, I've been studying Genesis again, and I've read Genesis so many times. I'm still finding more. Still finding more. Yeah. So there's so much in the Bible, mm-hmm. and when our kids ask us questions, we go to the Bible. If I don't know, I'm I'm okay with being like. I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to go and do research and figure it out. And then I'll let you know. And if I forget, let me know. Mm-hmm. Remind me. You know, I think that could be an ego thing that a lot of people have. If you don't know the the answer, then they may get mad at their child for asking, for asking the question. Like, it's how silly does that seem? Yeah. Which, but yeah, yeah, we don't have all the answers. And I let them know that, too. I'm mm-hmm. your mom, but I don't have all we the answers yep. in the world. We don't know it all. But if you have a question, I'll be happy with going to find the answer. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is the what? Key. Answer key. Answer key. Another question that a lot of people have, which I know our kids are going to have it at some point or another. Uh, the Bible answers that, too. And the question is, why is there evil evil in the world? A lot of people ask that question. That's that's a whole different topic on its own. We're not gonna get into. We yeah, we're not talking. Yeah. We may have an episode on that one day. Yeah, we might. because. But what I am gonna say is that the answer true. to that is the fact that there is a constant rebellion in the spiritual realm against good and evil, and the Bible discussed that. So the answer is in the Bible. That was my point. All right. So the next step is lead by example. It says, show your children what it means to live out your faith in your daily life. Demonstrate love, compassion, and integrity in your actions. And let them see how your faith influences your decisions. So you can't just talk about, tell your kids to be nice to others, and you're not nice to your kids. Yeah. (laughs) You're not nice to Mm -hmm. your friends or your family or your husband or your wife. Mm -hmm. You have to show, you have to lead by example. You have to. You know, like you said, don't be at home yelling at them and expect them to go to school and not do the same thing you did at home. I mean, yeah. like you, uh, like, um, honestly said, the teacher was, uh, the kid, oh, that's Emery? The kid was snapping at a, a teacher, whatever, huh? Honestly said it? So honestly said, uh, the teacher was like, uh, calling, uh, the kid was calling the teacher name doing this. Like, you don't snap at a teacher. Yeah. Like, where do you get that from? And where do you think the child get it from? Obviously, yeah. the child got it from home. Yeah. Obviously, they call the child that way or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, the child copied that habit and started doing it to the adult. Yeah, I mean, where do we live? <laughs> what world do we live in? Either that or these shows. These kids' yeah, shows. It does, yeah. Kids can pick things up from these shows, too. And we sure don't just let them watch anything we on sure TV. Don't. Because if we see something that we don't like about that show, we're like, y'all can't watch that no more. And they're okay with that. They never, one thing yeah. I can say is they never argue. They're just like, okay. And okay. they go to <laughs> watch something else. And then people might be like, well, they might be watching behind your back. Well, we kind of have access to the YouTube, yeah. so we see what they're watching. Not that we're spying on it, but at the same time, too, it's nothing wrong with spying on your kids. They're your kids. They shouldn't be watching certain things. Like the oldest one, she likes to go on YouTube and watch science experiments. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of cool. I mean, and it's, it's cool because a lot of times, too, she, instead of watching TV, she asked me if she can read a book. And I was like, 
Oh Dang. yeah, she loves like, Young Thug. You know, I'm like, I'm impressed because at that age, I wanted to just go outside and watch TV. I mean, she liked going outside, but she loved reading a book. Yeah. And at school too, she told me everybody else was playing on the computer, playing games and everything, but I was just, you know, looking up, uh, looking up new things and all that stuff. Like she could have tell me about natural disasters, and she was telling me like educational stuff. And I'm impressed. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I wasn't even that type of kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as small children, they look to us for answers, mm-hmm. and as older children, they tend to search for answers. Hmm. That could be in their friends, family, strangers, social media now. Yeah, you know, and yeah, there's that's, that's so dangerous though. And the devil loves that. Mm-hmm. He loves that, y'all. I'm telling you. He like I already know. <laughs> Why are you so? Why are you so excited? Like I had a jackpot. He loves that, y'all. I'm telling he you, he loves that. He he loves that. Like he he like oh they gonna go searching. So let me put it out there. Let yeah. me put it out there. So when they and search, like they it's say, there. The first couple answers, what they as soon as you hit search on Google, the first couple answers is the answers he wanted yeah. to find out. It's sad. Yeah, but so that's why you need to set up that foundation. So if they were to stray. They won't go far. They will come back. Mm-hmm. The fourth one. If provide biblical guidance, biblical, biblical. Can you stop eating? I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you say that? I saw they get tongue-tied. Provide biblical guidance. Uh-huh. Read regularly and study the Bible together as a family. We definitely do this because we read the Bible or we recite scripture every night before they go to sleep and we've gotten it's it's become such an habit such an habit such a habit (laughs) (laughs) it's become such a habit that um i was i i was listening at the door i was actually i was close by yeah and they were getting ready to go to sleep and um my youngest well she's not the youngest anymore um she was like my middle child. Yeah, I wouldn't say my youngest. <laughs> but she was like, um, she was talking to her older sister and she was like, she was scared. And what she told her was, well, God did not give us the spirit of fear. And then my middle child proceeded to complete the rest of that scripture. And she said, but love, power, and a sound mind. And she just kept on reciting it. And then my oldest also mentioned the other scripture I've been saying to them before they go to sleep is that when we are afraid we put our trust in God Mm -hmm. so when she was said she was like when I'm afraid I put my trust in you and she just kept saying that over and over and then eventually she went to sleep I also heard her praying to God it was so cute and I wanted to say good job but then I was like I won't do that because I don't want her to end up just doing it because she wants us to congratulate her but that just shows like how creating that foundation is very important because whenever she got into that moment where she was scared, she was afraid, she immediately went to what she knew to do. And that was pray to God and recite what God said in his word. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they love reading that Bible. Every they time. sure do. And if we forget, they're like, hold up. Hold up. Where that Bible Can we read <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where those scriptures at? They they show. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest has. Uh, she done made herself her own little book of scriptures. 
that she likes to say. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I put that scripture down, Psalms 56, 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. And the last step was surround them with a supportive community. And that doesn't necessarily mean church. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It can mean family. It can mean friends who really family isn't necessarily who you were raised with, who you were raised thinking is your family. If your eyes have been open Mm -hmm. to things you don't want around you. Mm -hmm. And if you were, if you decided that you no longer call these people family because they don't act like family or you don't want your kids to be around that because you don't want them to think that's what family do, then that's your business. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that that is okay. And that a supportive community can be what you want it to look like. It can be your coworkers. I've had a lot of coworkers that act like family to me. You know, you have too. That yeah, even today we still call them friends. Yeah, even today. Yeah. <laughs> college and some at, at, at yeah, work. Some people yeah. from college, some people from workplaces. There are still some people I work with that still reach out to me back in Arkansas and you know, they pray for me. They're happy for for our family. You know, so you need supportive people. You need supportive people around you who are going to cheer you on, who mm-hmm. are going to pray for you when you need it. Yep. That's important. It if they won't pray important. for you when you're down, what you, you don't need them when you up. <laughs> like, for real. You're trying to come while I'm in my bag. I'm not going to say that. I'm just, <laughs> I know you don't like that. <laughs> That's why I said it. But. Yeah, you're trying to you trying to join the prayer group while I'm up now, you know, succeed in life. Mm-hmm. Don't work that way. Made you have to you didn't write no notes down, did you? Yeah, I kinda did write notes you down. I did you. write notes down. I just didn't wanna <laughs> I didn't wanna make it extra long. What I'm gonna say is when um teaching your kids, a lot of people say, you know what, I'm gonna wait till they get older because they probably won't understand. And then what they mean by older is probably like teenager years. You don't wait till your kid get old and too old to teach them stuff. You teach them at an age when they can understand. And that can be like when they start talking, somewhere around like, if they're not talking probably like probably fully at three, but four or five, somewhere between there, four or five, um, you start teaching them stuff about God, you know, and you don't fully load this stuff on them. You give them little by little. You start small and... Um, you know, you just start teaching them the little, the little basic stuff. And as they get older, then you, then you increase that uh, information you're giving them. Kids are actually held accountable at a certain, like when they understand good, from, I mean bad from, what is right from wrong. That's all I'm gonna say. God is a fair God, just God. A kid who's let's say eight years old stealing robbing at that age and doing what he isn't supposed to be doing knowing it's not right and i've i once was told this and it was scary at first but now growing up i understand how real it is and how true it is that that kid at eight years old doing those things can't go to hell too if he knows he's doing wrong and a lot of parents be like oh they're young that kids they're gonna do it but you gotta understand there are scriptures in uh for kids as well Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. That's not a scripture just for teenagers 
is a scripture for kids when they start understanding right from wrong. And it's there and it's a commandment for, for a reason. So you, you got to start teaching these kids. And when these kids get a certain age, you got to start holding them accountable. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Not saying that you should beat the child up, but you should correct the child yeah. so that child won't go into, uh, go down the wrong path. Even if it's you pointing, pointing out what they did was, was wrong and explaining to them why it's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's correcting them it instead is. of just letting them continue to keep going on in and hopes on, that they'll yeah. figure it out on their own. Why are you here if they're supposed to figure it out? On For their real, own? like we are, we supposed to be guys now. And yeah, we not we talking about we're not talking about the little simple things like okay, let let them show them how to pour a drink and then let them pour. Yeah, that's simple stuff. We talking about big major stuff like light information. Things. Yeah, light things like they're not gonna fix some things. You're not gonna figure out on your own. You really do need guidance. And then the next thing I want to say is a lot of parents be like, well, I'm not going to introduce my kid to Christianity. um, And I'm not going to do this at this age. Or I'm not going to, you know, I don't think Christianity is the way. Well, the reason why, or a lot of people might try to hit us. Like, why do you introduce your kid to that stuff that young? You should give them a chance to choose for themselves. No. In our household, we... We follow Jesus and our household, they will. And the reason why we choose Jesus, because Jesus is the only one who lived the life sin free. The only one who sets a perfect example of how everyone should live. And why would you not want to follow someone like that? I mean, like he's the only person who had all the rules laid out in saying what should you do and what you shouldn't do. And if you live by if everybody lived by that life, it would be so it would be a perfect life. I mean, think about it. It Jesus lived a sinless life. It wouldn't be all of this danger and all that stuff. I mean, of course you're not perfect. My point is, why would you not want to follow a person who lived a sinless life and who teaches who who just live a holy life and who teaches all good positive things? Why would you not? Yeah. So, um what I was gonna say back on to the point where you was like where people are like Where people are like, um, they want to just let their child do what they want, basically, and and decide later on, like, if they want to be a Christian or not. So what you're essentially doing is allowing the child to be a slave to their flesh. You're not teaching them that they have a soul, that they have a spirit that needs to be nourished, because what you're teaching them is that Because what a lot of people think, they think that when you are a Christian or when you decide to follow God, that you're not having fun. But you have to remember that your flesh dies on this earth. It doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So what you need to nourish is your spirit. And the only way that you can is by reading the word of God. That is what feeds you. That feeds you. And if you feed your child's spirit Mm -hmm. while they are a child, then they know, they know that feeling when they get, when they grow up, they're going to go back to, if they make a mistake, all of us make mistakes. We do. If they were to make a mistake and they know how that feels, they also know how it feels to feed their soul, you know? So... If you're teaching that child to only feed their flesh, only submit to their desires, the desires of their flesh, then they're not going to know anything different. Mm -hmm. And why would they go back and be like, you know what? 
I want to feed my soul now. <laughs> yeah, and the like, whole time they've been feeding their flesh. Yeah, yeah. You think they're just going to, no, man. Teach them both. Yeah. Teach them both or what? No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Not teach them both like that. I mean, like, teach them that there are two things. There are There's a way to... <laughs> There's a way to feed your flesh and there's a way to feed your spirit. But which one is going to get you to heaven? And which one is going to damn you to hell? Mm-hmm. So if you stayed this far, I have a demonstration for you. Just remember. Can you see it? This is your life on earth. You can't even see the words what I have right there. Let's say what it is. <laughs> this is life on earth. And this is eternity right here. Just remember that. Well, see you next time on. Keep it rolling. Why are we going to do that? Because it's better that way. No, it's not. I like it's better. We should do a vote. Do it like keep it rolling. Or keep it rolling. That sounds keep so dry. Rolling. Cut. <laughs> see you next time on. Keep it rolling. Okay. Are you ready? Keep it rolling. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Keep, wait, okay. Three, two, one. See you next time on Keep It Rolling. <laughs> <laughs>